Welcome, everybody, to episode 17 of the Big Ben and Friends podcast. I am your host, Big Ben Ortmans, and this week, I'm going to be getting to know one of my friends from the pro wrestling business a little bit better. He is one of those guys, ladies and gentlemen, that when you find out that you're booked on a card and you see that you're booked on a card with Ben Boone, you know you're in for a good day. It doesn't matter what the show is. I've, I've done some of the best shows with this guy. I've done some of the worst shows with this guy, and you just know that no matter the quality of the show, whatever's going to happen that night, if Boone's there, you're in for a fun night. Uh, this guy works his ass off. Like, I mean, he's one of the very few guys that uh, to this day, I well, before COVID hit, I mean, he's one of the guys, he's just a grinder. Like, I, sometimes I see him booked more in Canada than I do a lot of Canadians. You know, that's, that's how much he's was over here and working. Uh, he's one of those guys that just, it doesn't matter – what is going on? You'll see him at a show somewhere. This guy hustles. He's also that guy that if you just tune into a random Monday, Friday, pay-per-view, you'll see him. It's almost a fun drinking game. Like, it's kind of just like, I don't even know what show is on this week, but let's just tune in. Ah, there's Boone. Take a shot. Boom. You just see him everywhere. He's one of, again, he's one of the most fun guys to be around in the locker room. He's a guy that I have been using for, for crossbody uh, very, very happily. Um, again, and he's one of those guys that I'm sure you see on your TV all the time and you just don't even realize it. Ladies and gentlemen, The Bachelor, Benjamin Boone. How are you doing, buddy? Oh, man. With, with that hell of an intro, I mean... Where, where do we go from here? I hope not to disappoint. <laughs> off, the, off the cuff that was, too. I didn't write anything down. I've, uh, I've been trying to not write stuff down because I, I want to see him like, oh, what can I remember? I know that Boone's a good brother. Let's just see what I got off the old cuff. You, you, mean, you mean you were in the back, you know, talking it over for like the past couple hours and like, oh, oh the- shit, it's, it's, it's this word, duck the, oh, damn it, okay. <laughs> okay, listen, I'm not going to lie. Maybe I called a spot maybe before the show, but I, for the most part, I called that bad bitch on the fly. I think I had maybe my, I think I knew where I was going, but I was just like, ah, well, we'll figure it out when we get there. That, that reminds me, so we're, we're going to start off with a, a, a name drop, so hold out your hands, please, because uh, this was an, um, uh, you, you mentioned me being in a Raw or SmackDown or whatever. So this was at an NXT, and uh, this was the NXT where Jim Ross, catch it, <laughs> um, was was in the back. He was uh, he was there to announce the the Tyler Bate um, uh, Bru- and uh, Bruiserweight um, uh, match for NXT, and it was so fucking awesome. So awesome. was that the one that was that the um, one that was in New York? Fuck Chicago. yeah, Chicago. Chicago. Okay, yeah, 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 yeah. Chicago. Yeah. Uh, and, and I dropped the swear. I'm sorry, you know, for the, for the children that are listening. So. I, I swear, dude, I, this is why I have a podcast is because for Crossbody, it's a family show. I need an outlet where I could just, fuck, shit. Fuck yeah. Got it. Welcome to my fucking outlet. Hell ass kinks. All right. So, <laughs> um, so this was like right in the back and catering and uh, Jim Ross, you know, he's there to get some food and everything. And he sees Pat Patterson. He's sitting by himself. Eating, uh, eating this delicious catering that I know you've experienced. Um, we'll talk and he about goes that up to later. Pat's like, Go on now. Comes up to Pat just off the cuff, like, "Hey, Pat, you uh, you've been sitting back here uh, talking about your match uh, all night." <laughs> and and Pat's like, "Oh, oh, no, I haven't." Well, well, goddamn, I haven't either. And he just walks <laughs> off. 
I love how like those uh the I don't I hate saying older guys, but I mean there's just no other way to explain them. But like the our our forefathers, how much they can just piss all over us <laughs> and, and they do so in a way and it's funny because I, I I've I've had other experiences where like veterans while I was doing extra work like veterans will come to other extras and just tear them to fucking shreds like in front of everybody like I won't say who but there was one person who got uh, a match on raw and it was a squash match uh, I think it was yeah it was the first time that I was there and they were out there doing some uh, in-ring stuff, like just kind of they wanted to see what this person was capable of. And uh, you could just tell that it wasn't going very smoothly. Um, and you can kind of see a couple other people kind of given the like, oh boy, faces. And you could do one of two things. Like you could laugh and be like, ah, this person's going to fucking eat shit. But like part of me was just like, like I, I don't like being that person. Like I like to, if, if someone's going to get an opportunity, like I want them to do well. Right. Um, but like, you could just kind of see that it was like, just, a, it, they were going to go with, they were moving forward with it regardless. And they did it, but you could just tell that it was going to be a rough fucking go. Uh, so then we're back into wonderful catering. Yes. It's heaven. Uh, <laughs> And then all of a sudden, uh, Michael Hayes just walks up to this person and uh, says, how many matches you had? And this person says, about 600. At which point, all of us extras just went, oh, boy. That wasn't the right answer. Even Even if that's the right answer, that wasn't the right answer. And you and he literally just kind of did one of these, like. <laughs> there ain't no goddamn way that you had six hundred fucking matches. God damn it! And turned around and walked away. <laughs> and, and you know, if if people ask how many matches you had. It's generally not going to be followed up with positivity or anything. That's usually like a hey, how many matches you had? Because you suck. That's yeah. generally that's generally the, the direction that goes. So and, and that's funny that you brought that up because like because that's where we really bonded, I felt, was that like, you know, we, we met uh initially I believe at the uh like those CCW fair shows. You yeah, know. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, uh we, we were messaging messaging each other back and forth because it wasn't i think too long after where we initially met you were doing extra work i think in ohio i think at columbus if memory serves me correctly yeah it was it was uh columbus for um for the fast lane pay-per-view where i did the uh, doctor thing with kofi and then uh, i we did raw in detroit and then smackdown in indianapolis yep because yeah yeah and you know just getting a feel of like what to expect and everything and i I messaged you figuring you would be on the loop because you're from Ohio. Mm-hmm. But if, if I remember correctly, they booked you the week previous for like a Green Bay, Wisconsin loop? Yes. Yeah. Yep. It was uh, Green Bay and Milwaukee. Yep. Okay. So th- sometimes, sometimes how, they, how they coordinate things, I don't question because who knows. But, I mean, it's, it's good to, be an op- to get an opportunity regardless. Yeah. Um, and, and, you know, like, because and certainly your first time being there, it's it's frightening. It's scary because there are so many moving parts 
there's just so much going on. You know, people that, you know, you, you've grown up seeing on TV. It's like, oh, shit, there's no big deal. There's Triple H walking by, you know. Oh, there's Michael Hayes, you know. Duke-duke-duting, you know, down the hallway, you know. Um, how many matches you had? No, but... Uh, <laughs> Bro, at um, one point in time, I was, like, trying to find a lid for the coffee cups. And I'm like, I'm getting nervous because I, Arn Anderson is beside me and he's like trying to get in and I'm I already feel like an asshole that I'm holding up Arn Anderson. And then I, I turned and I looked at him and I'm nervous as hell as hell. And I'm just like, uh, do you know where the coffee cup lids are, sir? And as I'm saying that, I'm just like, there's no fucking way you just asked Arn Anderson where the goddamn coffee cup lids are. <laughs> You're stupid. Like, uh, like there's, there's literally, I, I, I mean, bless everybody who can, but. I, there was, I did a lot of research. There's nothing that could prepare you for that first time. Nothing that does. Nope. And the first time that I did extra work, this is going to blow your mind. It was in May 2010 in Detroit uh, for the uh, Over the Limit pay-per-view. It was me and one other person, two people. That's it. That was it. Because um, if I remember correctly, I think that I was in groups of like 13 or 15 or something crazy like that. Yeah, like now, I mean, well, pre-COVID, I mean, I'm not sure, you know, how with, I know that they're, they're a little bit more strict in, in Florida, you know, because everything's become more localized, but yeah. Shout, like shout out to Xavier Walker, who got some uh, extra work recently, by the way. Hell yeah, you know, good on him, you know, congratulations to him, you know, a lot of good brothers are, uh, you know, have gotten those opportunities, but yeah, like, I, it was me and one other guy from, I think, OBW, I've never met before, and, you know, he was friendly, but man. Talk about scary. And I was by myself for that. Now, thankfully, it was, not, it was uh, an instance where they needed guys called in for, for a spot with uh, John Cena, Batista. This was before, this was like the night before Batista, you know, quit on Raw in the wheelchair. Yeah. yeah. Um, so when Batista took that uh, tumble, you know, from uh, when they were brawling in the, in the crowd. So, I mean, I, I called in, you know, some of my friends like Brian Castle, uh, Crimson, CK3, Brian Bender. Um, to help fill in the gaps because, I mean, you need, they needed guys to catch Batista, you know. It's kind of a big deal. Yeah. So, um, so they left you in charge of that? I was from the area, so, yeah. You know, like, it, that was solely on me. So I came in not only basically by myself, but, oh, shit, we need guys. Uh, you, call, call people. <laughs> good brother paydays, and that is a, uh, good brothering right there. Good for you. Thank you. Thank good you. brother so. catering and paydays have to throw out catering as well you you have to you know we will shout catering out so many times throughout this podcast trust me uh, oh absolutely and um the people that are in charge of catering um the the woman that that's in charge of her name is jen like she's from maine i believe like the sweetest woman in the world so um I, i'm sure you've seen her with all the tattoos and everything i think that i i heard that she left mm. Oh man. Uh, it was like a year and a half ago, but you've been there way or before I, or like recently than I was, but like, I remember there was, um, uh, I want to say like a Filipino lady when, when I was there, she was there all the times that I was there, but my God, did she, she was, a, she like, it was to the point where like every, cause every time I would go and grab something, I would find her and just thank her. And I'm like, I don't know if yes. this is the right thing to do, but I was like, thank you so much. This is so good. <laughs> Absolutely. And, and that's, and that's a key thing in life, whether it's in the pro wrestling industry, 
office jobs have been be friends with the people that serve you food. <laughs> yeah. And, yes. and, and, but I also noticed that like, I also wasn't the only one. Like uh, you could tell very much that like the catering people are almost kind of like the den mothers. <laughs> yes. Because <laughs> they got to, they got to feed the crew. Right. Yeah, absolutely. You know, and, and, th- and that's, and that's certainly true and not just, you know, WWE, but everywhere, like, you know, people think that, oh, it's, it's only the wrestlers that matter. And no, that's not the, that's not the case. The people put the ring together, you, you know, students, the refs, the production people. I mean, you've done your fair share of production work with Impact. So, I mean, you know for sure how important your job is. So, I mean, knowing all those facets of the business and knowing everybody, I mean, that's, that's the key, man. I mean, treat, treat everyone with respect, obviously, but recognize and know that there are so many working parts to a working mm-hmm. show, no matter if it's the, the fair show or if it's to a live production that's on national television every week. Mm-hmm. And yeah. one thing that's crazy, actually, I kind of want to like almost put over something that you just mentioned is uh, the one thing I didn't realize about um, production is I remember one time uh, it was like, I think it was on a CM Punk documentary where I heard him say something to the effect of like, he was one of the few guys that knew how to time out a show. And I didn't really know what that meant until I got the job to time out a show. And then I was taught how to time a show out. And then it dawned on me. I was just like, Oh wow. Like the person that does that is literally the unsung hero of every single episode of every single wrestling show that has ever been produced. The mm-hmm. talent in, in the ring and all that other stuff is like the, you know, like the, the, the objects, the, that whoever it is that like the, that team of people, um, the person that's timing out the show in gorilla or uh, whatever the company wants to call it, the go position at impact, uh, the referee and the director that's in the truck, that three person team is probably the most important team other than the wrestlers on that entire fucking show. Absolutely. And, and that's one thing that I, I really have to give you props for at uh, crossbody is that, you know, you're in the back, you know, you're timing out everything you know, from entrances to everything in the ring to when the, when the match is over and everyone has to come back. I mean, you're back there timing out everything, what you've learned from impact and bringing it to your own promotion and teaching it to you, your crew and your students, you know, and I have to say, you're one of the, you're one of the only people around that does that. So, I mean, I I have to give you props for that. (laughs) Well, I I thank you. Um, But at the same time, I also would feel like an asshole if I didn't, because, you know, the whole point of these shows, like whether, because I do that for the showcase series shows, I do that for the regular uh, shows that we do. Um, But if you'll notice, everybody that has come from our system, and and this isn't to to toot my own horn or to toot our own horn or whatever for for our group, but you, you look at Alexi and Nicole, you look at, even Crystal Moon, when she did her uh, her match with uh, Havoc on Impact. Mm-hmm. You look at even Brandon Tidwell and Mr. Atlantis when they did work uh, with Impact. I think it was like a year and a half ago or, or something along those lines. Um, Pretty Ricky did a match for, uh, that aired on Explosion. It was a tag team match. Uh, you look at anybody that's come from our system that has gone on to do work with TV and they just stick out more than everybody because they understand like, that's what they've been doing. It's what they've been working on. Like those are the reps that they're getting. They're not just getting like, you know, reps, which are important. You know, every yes. match is important. Every match that you do is important. Um, and it's important to utilize, you know, everything that you do. It's an, every match is an opportunity, right? But when you get that, those reps of not just having a match, but then having to figure out how to 
work within those constraints that are given to you from like a major company, for example, it's not all of a sudden this uh, like culture shock when they come to you and they're just like, Hey, you got to do this, 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 this. And you're just like, what are you even talking about? Cause I've, I've watched that happen as well where mm -hmm. people just didn't even understand. And the funny thing is I, I was there with, uh, with crystal moon during her, uh, her impact match. And, you know, I'm watching her get ready. I'm watching her get nervous as expected. Like she's still very new at this. Like the opportunity couldn't have come up anymore last minute uh, because I, I, it was like day two of the tapings and I didn't want to impose on anybody to crash at their place in Windsor. So I just drove home to Kitchener and then just drove back the next day, um, which was like three and a half hours each way. Mm -hmm. So I did that. But then as I got home, it's like two 30 or three o'clock in the morning. Uh, Damore hit me up and he's just like, do you got a capable girl? And I was just like, give me one minute. And I called crystal moon, like right away, woke her up. And I was just like, can you be ready to go by 6am? <laughs> yep. <laughs> to her credit, she, she did it. Uh, she, she was just like, it's a whirlwind, right? Because you're kind of like, Whoa, wait, what the fuck am I doing? Like what? Uh, so I'm watching her kind of process everything and get ready. And then when I sat her down and I just explained to her, I'm like, listen, it's the exact same thing that we do at the gym every single rep. It's literally the exact same. You've got this much time. You're working this opponent. This is your role. You know where this camera is. You know where the hard camera is. You know where your roamers are. Look, one hard cam, two roamers. What do we have at the gym? One hard cam, two roamers. What do you got telling you where you're going? Referee, right? Who's listening back to the guy? What do you got at crossbody? Referee, it's talking to the guy. It's, the, it's literally the same thing. Do you know what the difference is? Just a couple more people. Hold on a second, babe. <laughs> Exaggeration, but I'm also trying not to, I'm also trying not to, uh, to, to, to frighten the dear girl. Yeah. yeah. And, then, and then the funny thing is, is you could even go back and watch her entrance. You could just see it in her face. She was just like, <sighs> yeah, that's what this is. Boom. She got in the ring and then looked at the hard cam, did her thing, and I was just like, she's fine. Like, and, and she did great. Like, and when she got back, the first thing she said to me, she was just like, it was literally the exact same thing that we did back at the gym, except there was just way more people. And I'm like, yeah, I just didn't want to mention the way more people part. But now you get it. Exactly. Exactly. I mean, and, and once you are further trained in that, I mean, you, you, you get it and understand it. And that makes me so happy, you know, that you told me that. I mean, you know, cause Crystal Moon, I mean, she's really improved leaps and bounds and she's continuing to improve you know so yeah. you know matter again at the at the ccw shows you know a lot of a lot of potential you know what i mean but i mean there there was you know room to grow and and that's the thing you know you know being with you and and you helping her out with that timing and where to position herself and things you know she, she's gonna go far she's gonna do well she is one of those girls who excited me to that i got the trainer right from the get-go because like i knew that sh that like she had a lot of heart and zero athleticism at right. the time and i was just like okay so this is going to be a fun project because like it's going to be really hard for her and i told her that i'm like this is going to be hard i'm like but once you get through that like plateau like and then you start to build some strength and like we start to to get some you know like you start to get this a little bit more and we get some athleticism in India, like the, the sky is going to be the limit. And 
she has worked so fucking hard, bro. And like, she has been doing really, really well. And it's been really fun to watch her come into her own. And like, she's finally hitting that. Like she was, she certainly was, uh, she was hitting that, like that stage where it's just like, okay, just get the hell out there and just keep doing what you're doing because you're on, now you're on the level to go wherever you got to go. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, will you be the match of the night? Maybe not. But will you impress people with your raw potential? Every goddamn time you're gonna. And then you know what's gonna happen is then all of those people, when they start to see it, they're gonna be like, oh, well, what happens if we put them with so-and-so? And then next thing you know, you get put with somebody that's on the next level. And then they bring you to their level. And then you keep going. And then you keep working those people. And then it's the boom, 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 boom. You know, like she she was right ready to just launch. And then COVID came and kicked us all in the fucking balls. Exactly. You know what I mean? But I mean, hopefully, you know, hopefully this will this will pass, you know. I mean, I, I feel like we're we're almost we're almost there. We're almost there to that point. You know, we just have to wait it out a little bit further, you know, and but anyways, <laughs> I think we're definitely a lot closer than what we thought, but at the same time, and I don't know how it is for you guys down there. Like, I mean, I know a little bit cause I, I talked to Fulton probably at least once a week or so. Like he's become like, again, one of my, one of my best buddies, you know, damn well how good of a brother he is. Cause, uh, damn right. Yeah. Um, whoop, 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 whoop. <laughs> But, you know, like I, I, he, you know, he's kind of been giving me like the Iggy and everything and kind of giving me a, you know, bit of updates and stuff like that. And I know that you guys are not allowed to wrestle in Ohio yet, but like, how are things looking down there for you? Because we down here, it's, it's very, very strange at the moment. Like um, we have the ability, like there's been a couple of wrestling shows in Ontario. There's also, there, there, there's a lot of controversy surrounding them because uh, there's, people that are there's there's promoters now they ain't worth shit but there's promoters that have come out and they're like trying to attack the the promoters that have run these other shows yeah. uh and it's weird like it, it, this is how weird of a time it is. like because because i understand what they're trying to do but i couldn't possibly think of a like a, a, a more incorrect way of going about it uh but the thing is, is that like we have like there, some guys are running shows outdoors with like a hundred people, social distancing and stuff like that. And I think a lot of people are trying to rush to get shows in just because it's September. Uh, it's starting to get cold and you're not going to be able to do that for a while. There's laws of being able to have indoor gatherings of 50. Uh, but at the same time, that doesn't really quite qualify for wrestling it's like it's the rules are very like nobody nobody really knows like there's a legislation that is like 75 percent clear about what what what's going on like we all just and 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 then there's like wiggle room it's it's so it's the it's the strangest thing down here so what what's what's it like down there at the moment yeah, so the, in, in the U.S., I mean, it varies by state by state because some states are regulated by an athletic commission. Other states aren't. Um, Is Ohio? Shows, Ohio has an uh, athletic commission. You, like, wrestlers don't have to get, like, an athletic commission card, but for promoters, they have to have a license to run a show. Okay. And I think it was just a few days ago where the Ohio Athletic Commission did announce that you could run indoor shows, but at 15, 1.5% 
capacity. So there's no point in running a show. If, if you can hold 100 and you max out at 15 people, that's no. So I, I am, I am uh, doing a show next month. That's going to be an, an outdoor show in Ohio, so it's for Rockstar Pros. So we'll uh, we'll see how it goes. I mean, I mean, uh, seasons in uh, in Ohio are just the same as they are in uh, in Ontario, where around October it starts to get a little bit colder. So you know, yeah, yeah. Um, I've I've done outdoor shows in October before. Um, it's okay, you know. It, it gets a little chilly, you know. It's 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 hard to break a sweat, but I mean, it can be done. It's so. that for, it, the, I've I've found that like those outdoor shows like around this time of year it's like you you try to spend as much time right before you go out like huddled up and getting like in your hoodie and like nice warm stuff as much and as much as you can so then that way it's almost like you can try to bring some of that warm out there with you because that first few minutes you you, you almost kind of need to keep moving and get going so then that way like if you do finally break a sweat then you don't think about it as much I find right yeah and uh you know and, and i've seen pictures of uh of shows and like the extreme like northern canadian like death tours where like rings were set up like outside during the snow i'm like how the hell can you do that like so <laughs> I, i've seen those pictures and those guys they just do that they were just doing that for fun like those weren't shows or oh, anything okay, like okay okay i wasn't sure if there was like an actual crowd there I was like, oh, no God. no those were those were like just days off and like uh they just set the ring up for pretty much shits and giggles on the frozen lake because they can like what a oh, lot of people God, don't understand sorry. because to the normal person the, the average normal person, if you see a, a wrestling ring on a frozen lake, you're like, who the fuck are these idiots? And why are, <laughs> and why are they doing that? Like, you're going to hit a fucking macho man elbow drop and just sink and die. That doesn't sound like a good idea at all. Like, cool Instagram video, I guess. Like, but who's going to upload that when you're dead? Um, but that ice is so thick that what a lot of people don't realize is that, like, transport trucks drive across that stuff. Like, and we're right. talking and we're talking like hundreds of kilometers into the lake. So that's how like w at one point in time, because I've done one of those hell tours with Tony Candelo and our van broke down in the middle of a lake while we were on God. like a while we were in the middle of like a three or four hour like drive. And I was just like, God, we're dead. OK, so this is how we're going, huh? Like, fuck, this sucks. And then next thing I know. A transport truck is coming like through the lake and Candelo worked out a deal and paid this dude to, we got the van on his transport truck somehow. And uh, then he drove us to safety. I've, I've got a picture somewhere of me and Chi Chi Cruz hopping on this transport truck somewhere. And we're just like, <laughs> thumbs up. We're not going to die. This is cool. Uh, but an angel oh came that day and he drove a truck. <laughs> D disguised as a drunken old man smoking a lot of cigarettes but bless that angel man bless I, that I, angel. I, I, man yeah cause I've, I've never done one of those uh those hell tours I'd, I'd like to experience one before i hang them up but i mean i've heard stories from like rhino and joey legend that did all those those hell tours you know with edge and christian you know back in the day yeah. um especially the infamous one of where they the their van broke down and uh the, the water was starting to, about the, the ice rather was starting to melt a little bit, sinking in. Now Rhino will maintain that he was not crying, you know, but uh, <laughs> yeah, all everybody have suggested so. <laughs> exactly, everybody that I've spoken to that was on that tour, otherwise, he was crying. Yes. <laughs> Sorry, um, we love you. <laughs> yeah. 
he's such a good dude actually i remember i messaged him one time just to ask him a question and then just randomly he just fucking called me i was like what because <laughs> i guess he does not text message whatsoever so yeah like he, he will and then he'll he'll buzz you because like he's a phone talker and, and i'm the same way i'm a phone talker too and like but like rhino rhino is so invested in helping other people i mean he's taking me underneath his wing um you know i met him through crimson ck3 and you know doing all sorts of shows and, and he really helped me out and getting my name out there and learning the the ins and outs of the business uh business etiquette as well um you know and, and, and for somebody that's that's been there through all the companies and he's still working hard he's still a grinder i mean he owns his own boat yard for god's sakes so i mean he he makes it happen so and that's a big mantra for him is make it happen so i mean i i certainly took that to heart and i, and I can't thank him enough for for him helping me out as much as he did he was one of the guys actually he's probably i'd say probably one of like one or two people uh that when i was uh doing extra work like he came to the extras and like yes. uh didn't shake anybody's hand fist bump like fist a bump. good brother um yeah. Which was weird because then when I talked to him afterwards, then he shook my hand. I was just like, oh, he does do that to like some people if he like trusts you, I think. I don't know, but it was just a weird. It threw me off is what happened. But um, he came over and was just like just being really nice to everybody. But then like he recognized a couple of us and then he gave me like like he he took me like because you know where like the extras sit like uh, hard cam so they can watch yeah. you and, and frighten the hell out of you while you're just like, I don't know what to do. Um, right. So when I was on my way back to catering, like he like pulled me aside and he's just like, yo, like you ever done this before? And I was just like, I no. And he, he's just like, he's like, Oh, okay. I'm, and, he, and he didn't say that to be rude or whatever. He, Cause he just hadn't seen me there before. Right. Yeah. So, and like, I think he also knew that like from previous conversations, just like on the Indies or whatever, that I hadn't done this. So I think he was just making sure, but then, when I told him that I, that it was my first time, he gave me one of the best pieces of advice that like, I didn't even consider at the time. Unfortunately, like I didn't fully, like I, I didn't fully listen because I, I, it was probably about a year afterwards that I actually uh, maybe I went the wrong way on his, on his advice or whatever. But like, just thinking about it, I was just like, holy shit. Like, and you know what? Fuck it. I'm gonna drop it. Cause I'm going to drop some knowledge on y'all. Go on now. What he said to me was, Ben, don't be that fucking Mark who, when you get through the week and you do something as an extra that you go and you post those pictures to your social media, because you know what that shows me that shows content that shows content that you're got there and you're just, Hey, I'm here. I'm happy I'm here. And I was like, okay. And then he's just like, you're pretty much telling people that you don't want to go any further, that you're cool with just being a fucking asshole with a hot dog on his head, dancing around to shitty music. You know what I mean? And I was just like, God damn it. He's right. Mm -hmm. I'm like, in, in like the weirdest way he's, he's right. Like, cause, uh, I think that was like maybe even uh, it was in Detroit that he told me that now that I remember. And that was the, the night before is when I did uh, it was my first night. And that's when I did the fast lane uh, pay-per-view and did that, uh, that stuff with Kofi Kingston. Mm -hmm. And I was just like, yeah, yeah, you're, you're right. I'm not gonna, I, I didn't, 
really didn't have any pictures because I wasn't like, you know how it is on like those loops, especially when it's like the three day one. It's just like you're, you're there all day, all day. And then you hopefully find a place to crash. You sleep for about three hours and then you get up and you nervously get to the building super early. And then you're just there again for the day. You know, yeah. uh, it's a, it's a, it's a weird like cycle. Right. Um, so you don't really have a whole lot of time to do much. Uh, so social media in was not very high on the list. Um, but then it was like a year or so later, I want to say, or maybe it was, uh, it was, it was a uh, new year's, uh, new year's Eve. Um, I was just feeling really proud of myself because that year, like, previous to that year, I had, I had never done anything further than the independence. You know what I mean? I'd never worked for a major company. I'd never been invited to a major company. I'd never, I, I was just a, I was just an indie guy that, uh, so, some people didn't even like, you know what I mean? Uh, so I was just, I was also that guy that people told that I would never be able to do any of that stuff. I would never get like a look from the WWE. I would never get a look from, like impact or, or any of that stuff. And then like in this weird year, like I, I remember that new year's Eve, a Dave Chappelle special came out on, on Netflix and it was on new year's Eve. And I got up early and cause I had the, no, I did work that day, but I got home early cause uh, you get off at like noon or whatever that day. He told a story at the end of that uh, special that literally punched me in the fucking life basically is the best way I can explain it. Like, I remember I, like, as soon as it was done, like, I just, I felt exhausted. Like I felt drained. Like I, I pretty much like sat there and like cried in my living room. Cause I was just like, Holy shit. Like I gotta, like, I, I'm not doing the things that I set out to do. Like I, I gotta just do this shit, man. Cause if, I, if I don't, nobody's going to fucking do this for me. And if I don't even try, like, then what the fuck am I doing? Cause that was a big thing too, is I never even put the effort in to try to get looked at by these major companies because I just figured that based off of the people that were telling me that it wasn't going to happen. I'm like, Oh, they've probably told so-and-so like, you know, fuck this guy. Don't even look at him, whatever. Right. But again, the, sometimes you just let all of that stuff build up in your own head and, and none of that stuff is actually true. Mm -hmm. So then I was like, you know what, I'm, I'm going to just, I'm fucking going for it, man. So, uh, it was probably within a couple of days, I put a package together. Like I was working out really, really hard, like at that time. And, uh, keep in mind, like that was new year's Eve and the fast lane pay-per-view was like February something. And like, so it wasn't yeah. a few, and, and you know how, like at that time, I believe it was like a six or eight week, uh, process. So, yeah. um, so it wasn't even a few weeks before I had gotten my shit together and already got accepted to, to be an extra. And I remember I was at home sick that day and uh, like I was, I'd worked throughout the day and like, I was just, I was dying and I, I got home and I just, I slept. And for some reason, and I never do this, uh, but I just, I slept with my phone on my, on my stomach, like, and which is like still to this day, I don't know why. Um, but then next thing I know, like about, an hour and a half later I was just woken up by the vibration of my phone and I was like what the fuck and like I'm just all out of it and then I looked up and then I looked at my phone and then I like kind of scrolled down and I saw an email and it just said John Cone and it just had uh the like fast lane raw smackdown and then it had the dates as the the title of the email and I was like wait a sec I've never gotten an email that said that before 
what the fuck? And I just like kind of did one of those, like, what is going on? Like trying not to like throw up from being sick, trying to like wake up and go do the whole thing. And I'm like, <laughs> you're just like, what? <laughs> Cried immediately fucking trying to like yeah. stop crying now from just thinking about it. But like, you know, a lot of people might think of that now and just be like, Oh, well becoming an extra is actually kind of easy. And I'm not going to lie, it kind of is, uh, or at least it was anyway, before all this stuff. But um, God damn, I was just like, holy shit, like it, it happened. You know what I mean? So like, I was just, I, I, I was proud of that almost in a way that like most people were proud of like signing a contract because I was just like, I, I became that guy that people like laugh at where you're just like, holy. I, I became the guy that Rhino literally just said, don't be that guy. Yes. But to, I was just like, you know what? Like, I don't think you, you understand, like there's. I'm, you know, you know, I'm, I'm excited to that, but I've, thanks to him, I kept that bottled, but then it wasn't like another few weeks later. Next thing I know, I'm fucking, uh, I'm like, I'm at the impact, uh, pay-per-view like there to just help out. Like I had no intention on doing anything. You know what I mean? Uh, and then Scott hit me up like 45 minutes or so before the pay-per-view started and asked me, he's like, Hey, can you time the pay-per-view out tonight? Yeah. <laughs> what do we, what? so i'm i accepted a job 45 minutes before going on to live pay-per-view big pay-per-view by the way the slammiversary one which is still mm -hmm. i will put that pay-per-view up against any fucking wrestling show that has ever done any fucking wrestling on a show ever that was the best fucking wrestling show i've ever seen uh and it was so cool to be a part of um but I'm literally like figuring out, like I'm trying to ask, I'm like trying to ask like people, like I asked like Josh Matthews and his advice for me was literally, he's like, I've got no advice for you. That's the advice. And I was just like, I oddly understand, but that doesn't help. Thanks. Uh, and the next thing I know, <laughs> we're about like 15 minutes away and I'm just like, and thankfully Chris Levin is the fucking greatest dude in the fucking world. And I will love him to the day I die because he realized how new I was. And he realized that, and, and this is something that I didn't know until after the fact, but like, this was like his first major pay-per-view where he was going to be in the main event. So he needed me to know what the fuck I was doing. So then that way he could succeed. So like, he's trying to give me a crash course and like, finally everything is making sense. And I'm just like, okay, I think I got it. And then next thing I know, like some old man comes and puts his hand on my, on my shoulder and he's just like, hi, young man, what's your name? And I'm like, Ben. He's like, all right, Ben, uh, my name's Keith Mitchell and blah, 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 blah. And he just starts telling me this stuff and I'm registering what he's saying. But at the same time, I'm like, Keith Mitchell. I'm like, wait a sec. Keith Mitchell, like the guy that like they would throw to in the truck for like, ah, go back to the truck and Keith Mitchell in like an old WCW and he just starts laughing. He's like, Oh, that's, that's all bullshit, man. That's all bullshit. We gonna have a lot of fun tonight. I'm going to be in your ear. I'm going to talk you through this whole damn thing. And we're going to kick some fucking ass tonight. You ready to do that with me? And I, I like instantly I felt like ready to go to fucking war for this man. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, Keith, let's fucking do this. And then like, I was and and it just it 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 went so well that first night that I got to work like so many other tapings throughout the course of the the year, and then I got invited back to do like more extra work again throughout like the course of the year, and I just had this year where I did all of these things, and then I'm like looking back at it at the at the very next year where I realized I'm like, man, a year prior to this, I was literally sitting in my fucking same spot, bawling my eyes out, 
And then here I am a year later and, and I'm like sitting with these like T4s or whatever it was like, uh, like the, or paychecks that, that I was looking yes. at in my hand. And I'm just like, I fucking did it. Like, and I, that's, the, and that's the difference. I didn't mean to cut you off, you know, no, just no. The, that, that, that switch and that mindset, you know what I mean? You know, like you, you took upon Rhino sage advice, you know, and sometimes when you get, given those little nuggets of wisdom, it doesn't sink in right away. That's not to say that, you know, oh, what dumbass, why didn't it's sometimes, you know, people process things differently. You know what I mean? It takes me time to uh, learn and then, you know, process things. But like once you finally truly understand and embark upon that secret, the doors open up, man. Um, and to go back, you know, like what Rhino was saying about like, oh, the, you know, don't be that, that fucking guy that like posts, you know, like, we, and we, we've seen those brothers, you know, the brothers and the sisters that like, if they're used for security bit that night, they are posting all about it from different angles. They are, they are. The show's um, not even over and I've seen people do this. Same thing. Yes, exactly. They are checking into the city where Raw, SmackDown, whatever pay-per-view is going on. And like, no, like WWE doesn't hire marks. WWE hires professionals, you know, so, and I'm sure you've, you've noticed with my social media, like I don't post anytime I'm used as an extra. I don't post, you know, if I've done everything, I will acknowledge it about if, if somebody shoots a message on Twitter, I'll like well, it, but I'm not you gonna, don't, I'm not going to throw up a picture about it, you know? Well, you don't have to for two reasons, because one, uh, everybody does it for you just because as we mentioned before, like it's, it's kind of like a, Oh, Boone's on, fucking raw tonight yeah there he is boom hi boons on raw and then second of all um you've kind of become like the 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 2000s version of el tornado to me like where i kind of feel <laughs> like you're just like part of me almost wonders i'm just like are 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 you like a full-time extra <laughs> like, like do they the, you know that that's, did that's they give the you a with... different contract than than other people like, do that's people the, genuinely the, wonder when you're there? They're just like, oh, okay, yeah, yeah, he's with us, right? Like, I, I, I've gotten that before. And even, you know, that's the joke that, like, Gregory Iron has made that, like, I'm, uh, I have a 10-year extra contract, you know, with them, you know, but, like. You're probably I, one of the few guys that gets paid extras for being an extra than the rest of the extras. <laughs> like, you get the, the, yeah, been there, done that, pay bump. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know about that, but like, uh, but regardless, like, it, it means a lot anytime that I get those emails or, you know, like any, any sort of notification to come work there. Um, you know, like, I'd like to think that they know and trust that I'm going to do a good job there. And I am there for the benefit of the company. I'm not there to mark out. Because um, again, if you're there ready to work, because again, those days are long. Any days at TV, you're there at noon or one o'clock and you're, you're leaving at 10, 11 at night, you know? So you're putting in a full day's work. Sometimes um, a lot later. And sometimes a lot later and you have to be ready. You know, there are days when you're told, okay, you know, uh, I don't think that there's going to be anything matches or anything on TV. So just, you know, you know, hang out and cater or whatever. And then five minutes. Oh, we need, uh, we need these guys for uh, a backstage that we got to go live for. You, 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 come with me. Cool. Let's do it. You know, they, anytime you're asked, the answer is always yes. So, <laughs> and you know this, and you know this personally. And like, and what you were talking about, you know, with Keith Mitchell helping you out with Slammiversary and everything, like anytime, and, and this goes to like, like podcasts of journalists talking about how 
companies will run things just to deliberately sabotage it. And I get mad whenever I hear that because any company that does think, why would a company run something in order for it to fail? It doesn't make sense. Why would you be put in position to time when you've never timed before in order for you to fail? That, that's, 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 that's stupid. You were put in that position. You were put in that position because you were trusted. You know, me might have been the only person there, but you were trusted to do that. And people were willing to help you. So yes. Chris kind yeah. of debated me about this when uh, we were on the podcast together. And uh, he kind of said the same thing. He was just like, he's like, it's not a shot at you. He's just like, but you know, why would the company put somebody's their, their trust in somebody that quickly and not have that figured out previous to that? And then, you know, the other and, and I could certainly understand that point. And I can understand that philosophy. Like, I, I get that. But then the other part of me, realizes the benefit of that happening because Scott trusted me for whatever yes. reason. I don't know why, but thank you very much, Scott, for doing so. I will be forever grateful for you for doing that. I genuinely mean that. Um, but he, he trusted me for, for some reason because, you know, I, I, I had been kind of learning under him for a while. Like uh, I I'd been going to a lot of like the destiny shows and that's kind of why I got invited back to go and do a lot of that stuff. Cause I remember when I went to the one destiny show, uh, George, Iceman always kind of saw me as as a backstage producer guy for some reason before I did. So in a weird way, I, I got to give George a lot of credit for this because when I when I got to his show, like um, he's like, "Yo, pay attention to Scott. I just want you to follow Scott around. I want you to do this. I know that you run your own shows. I just want you to see how it's done from like a professional perspective." And I knew that that wasn't him being an asshole, being like, "Oh, we're better than you." Like that was him being genuine. Like that's fucking scott demore like he knows what he's doing right yeah. so i took that opportunity and ran with it and like i literally was like behind him the whole the whole night um i learned a lot of amazing things that night i also learned maybe one bad quality that uh he actually and it's funny because i did this exact same thing on one of my shows on my first anniversary show and he was there for it and he pulled me aside afterwards and he's just like don't you ever do that in front of your team? And I'm like, I'm very, and I didn't have the heart to tell him. I'm very sorry, but I learned that from you. <laughs> <laughs> but the first, this is like the first show that I'm ever uh, behind him. And uh, he's got his headset in and he's fucking trying to get the show ready. And he's just like, all right. And we cue to the video wall. All right. Now cue to the music, music, cue to the music. Where's the fucking music? <laughs> that quick yeah so uh but i now i understand because tv time is it's precious right like you got to get your shit fucking going um but yeah so in the weirdest way like i i i watched him do this like and then once uh keith i realized that like he set me up with people who were not going to let me fail. And he knew that like in a weird way, I think that was kind of like the best way for me to learn. Cause I think if someone would have sat down and taught me and said, Hey, try this at this show, try this at this show, and then try to apply that and boom and see how it goes. I think I would have fucked up more, but yeah. you know, I, ha I had to be forced to learn how to do it correctly. Uh, or else I could have cost the company like hundreds of thousands of dollars by going too long off uh, on a pay-per-view. And, and you do not want to be in that position at all. So you had to succeed because you had no other choice. So 
that, that and, trial under fire. Exactly. And we were within like a 30 second or less. I can't remember exactly what the time was. I've got the time written down somewhere, but like the, the main event went long and uh, that was the Austin Aries and Moose. And, yeah. and uh, me and Chris Levin were like, like I dude, the feeling in my gut just came back thinking about it. Uh, it. It was like the most frustrating, stressful, couple of seconds of my life and then once we got off air and we realized that we nailed the t- like literally nailed the time just, yeah i stood up and i had to refrain myself from literally flipping the fucking table over uh because i was that jazz like i was just like oh my god like we i just hit a fucking home run on night one holy <laughs> shit like it was to the point where like uh austin aries was like furious because like we were rushing him and i'm like it's not it's dude like this is this is a team app like yeah i get it there was a match that went a little longer but like I, i'm like it's i didn't want about you it's about the company it's about it's the, the pay-per-view you know? yes so but like i can understand that like he he's an artist and he wanted his time to tell his art and he was promised amount of t- this amount of time to tell his art and he didn't get that but like and I, so he was pissed the whole time but then once he got back like i d- wasn't sure whether or not like we were gonna high five or fucking fight one another like i honestly didn't know uh but then I could see it. He could see it in my face, how stoked I was. I could see it in his face when he realized that like we got off the air at the same time. And like, we literally, it was like the weirdest thing. And for no reason, we beelined it towards one another as he's coming down the stairs and we meet and we just fucking high fived him like, man. And I'm just like, that was, we did it. And then I'm just like, okay, that was weird. I didn't expect that. But, um, but then again, to the flip side, uh, that I'm like, oh, I'm good. Like, so TVs the next few days, I'm like, Oh dude, we're not even live. Okay. Fucking sweet. Like I can so much less pressure. So, and mm-hmm. that's the thing that I'll debate is like, I got thrown in the line of fire so deep and like so quickly that when that happened, uh, I had no other way, but to learn the right way. And it, that became the way for me, you know? And, and I think you brought up a good point too. If you're over prepped, I think that you, you know, be complacent and you'll fuck up more. But I mean, you, you have because to have, have that, expectations. That fire your, exactly. You have to have that fire underneath your ass. You know, that's the best way to learn. You know yeah. what I mean? Because I mean, you're, you're on, you're laser focused at that point, you know? So absolutely, you know? Um, so that's, that's why, you know, like if, if people ask about extra work, you know, and all that, like, I'll give them like what to do and everything. I'll tell them like, Hey, like, I know you'll be nervous, but don't, Try not to be too nervous. Think of it. You're going to a show. It's just another show. Just a lot more money and production behind it, you know, just mm-hmm. take and just take it in, take it in and learn, you know, it, because they have the best of the best there. Yeah. So, I mean, you can take what you can apply at those shows and hone your craft and, and help and help out other places that way too. So, I mean, but then again, you know, that, that, and that falls on deaf ears with some, you know, brothers and sisters, you know, that are there. So it certainly does. I remember watching yeah. one like, dude, I remember. So like, I asked quite a few people just about like 
the do's and don'ts before I went down there for the first time. You were the only guy who everything that you said as far as do's and don'ts was fucking bang, 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 bang. That's why, like, I was keeping in touch with you, like, as everything was going on. And I was just like, I think I'm doing this right. And you're like, so you were like, you, be, you certainly became like my security blanket and like my, my go-to guy for, for all this stuff. So thank you very much for that. Um, I appreciate but, it. My pleasure. <laughs> but the crazy thing is, is like, I was trying to, to help somebody else out and trying to, to give them sort of similar advice. Um, mm -hmm. And then I'm also trying to give them a little bit more advice that I kind of learned firsthand. Like, enjoy catering, not, but not too much. Yes. Yeah, don't, don't be the guy. And I've seen it happen where you're bringing three, four plates of food at the, t at the table and you're just going to town. Don't be that guy. But... Enjoy it's almost food. weird because I feel like they encourage you to do that, but then it dawns on it dawned on me after the fact that there's always somebody important in that room. Yes, always. Do you think that they're just gonna look at the random guy who's in this town and see this dude with like a fucking pile of potatoes or you know the amazing dessert trays that they always have? Like it's almost. <laughs> that dessert tray is fucking bullshit by the way, because it's like the biggest table there. And it's yeah. the biggest one that you should never go around because <laughs> again, if someone important, there trying to find like, okay, I need an athlete and I need someone to go because this is professional wrestling and we are on national television in front of millions of people. And we are the fucking WWE. So who am I going to pick? I'm going to pick that guy that's eating like an athlete when there's all of this good stuff kicking around and he's not eating it. Maybe <laughs> I'm wrong again, on that, but, but, but then again, you know, like TVs, you know, like afterwards, you know, the, the guys, that's, that's their cheat meal. You know what I mean? They'll, they'll hit up the, the dessert table and, and there's so many production people. I mean, they're, they're not going to eat the, the steamed rice and chicken and green beans, you know, I mean, they'll, they'll yeah. eat, you know, the, the cheesecakes and, cereal and all that good stuff so that's what like, i that's what i realized a lot of that stuff is for like the the not wrestlers because there's a lot of people there that are not wrestlers like with the production crew the writers the everything's the everything staff because they've got fucking everybody to do everything there it is yeah. insane um but and, and, that, and that was the rumor uh for the longest time you know it's like oh like they set that dessert uh table just to just to watch you and monitor you and it's like okay no that's dumb you know, there, there's more important things going on at TV, at pay-per-views than, oh, let's just, let's see how many extras raid the dessert table. You know, come on, give me a break. <laughs> I, will say, I will say, though, um, just be careful. Because yeah, sure. one of the best pieces of advice that I was given is that there's a gun to your head every day in the business, and it's up to you to not put any bullets in it. Mm -hmm. Unfortunately, I'm not good at that. <laughs> I've, uh, but you know, uh, they, they always say that the, the, the most honest guy in the room is usually the most hated guy in the room. And I, I'd, I'd rather, I'd rather continue to be me. And if people hate me for that, then it is what it is. And, uh, if, if people think that I'm an asshole because I don't like certain people because they can wrestle really good, but they're actually a piece of shit human beings and fucking hate me. I don't care. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, now, it's funny because uh, I feel like this is going definitely the same way as the last episode with Psycho Mike, where like, I'm just kind of scrapping for the, the majority of the, the format here. But, um, 
but I'm kind of curious, like, do you even remember or know how many times you've actually done extra work at this point? Like, can I've you lost count a long time ago? I if you had, to, if you had to take a guess, like how many, because again, I'm not fucking kidding you. Like it is, it was a drinking game at one point. There was one time, and I don't know if I've ever told you this story, but there was one time where, uh, I think I was talking to Brady or something like that, but like, it was, we were, we were just shooting the shit and I was just like, Oh, there's a WWE pay-per-view on or whatever. Uh, I'm just going to, I'm just going to turn on and I'm like, watch. I'm like, I don't even know where they are. But I bet you Boone will be on. I'm just going to guess that if I watch this tonight, I guarantee you Boone will be on. <laughs> so so if I had to put – man, if I had to put a number on it, like so, – So hang on. I went – I went – Yeah, yeah. Boop, Sorry. Turned it on. It wasn't even five minutes go by that I see you sitting eating Kentucky Fried Chicken – <laughs> for some fucking reason uh ringside and i was just like as soon as i see that there's a kfc table i laughed and i'm like i don't know where they are but i bet you boone's there watch 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 and sh i i'm saying this joking yeah and then they pan to the table and then there's boone bro like the chair that i'm on i literally fell backwards popped and was crying laughing <laughs> And, and and I would say that that KFC bit so it was, it was a sponsored bit. Uh, that, that probably got me the most attention online and in the back, you know, because there's a reason why KFC had that spot and they picked, you know, like myself and like three other people for it, you know. But the direction that we were told was like, hey, you know, you're you're encouraged to to eat anytime the camera's on you. That means you eat it. So. Anytime the camera's on me, using my peripherals, you damn right. I took a, a chomp out of that, uh, that chicken, you know. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> well, one thing I also noticed with them, too, and, like, I hope I'm not giving too, too much away here, but the, the one thing that I, I, I noticed when uh, I was doing the, the doctor stuff with Kofi is that when they pan to you, dude holding the camera tells you, we're coming to you in three, two, boom. And so he kind of, like, preps you to, like, make sure that you're on your game. Like, I don't know if they did that with you or whatever, but I always like, was like, this is the dopest shit ever. <laughs> cause you at know, one so, point, yeah. cause at one point in time, thank God that he told me because, uh, at one point we're just trying to kill time. Cause it was like a seven minute segment. So me and Kofi are literally in tears joking about how awesome his gear is while he's trying to sell this <laughs> fucking deathly beating from the bro bludgeon brothers or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> fucking hilarious. Absolutely. You know, and, and that's and like any time that you're out there, even if the camera's on you, you got to be on your game because yeah. you, you know how quickly those, those cameras change. Like it's, you, you count, like it's every three to five seconds that they'll do cutaway shots. It's yep. quick. It's fast. And they don't want to catch you. You know, if, if you're just out there, like not selling whatever it is that need to be, that needs to be sold, you know, that's game time. That's work time. So, yep. and then when, when it's all done, cool. You can relax. But, yeah, exactly. Um, so that's why, like, even if the cameras weren't on and everything, like, I'm, I'm eating. I'm, I was eating the, the KFC, and I was eating the coleslaw and the potatoes and whatever, whatever they had, you know. So, oh, man. <laughs> and plus, I'm paid to eat KFC, so you're damn right. I'm, I'm, I'm relishing the opportunity. <laughs> that's a pretty – that's a pretty – I mean, it's – I mean, I'm not a huge KFC guy, but if you were into KFC, sure. I would imagine that's probably a pretty sweet gig. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs>
especially to just do that on TV. Now, the the one thing that I've always found kind of criminal, and correct me if I'm wrong, but like of all these times that you've been an extra, you never actually had a match yet, have you? Never. Fucking hell. Now, I, I, I'm only asking this in it, it, because I know how much it hurt me. Like, does does that like does that get to you? Like when you when you leave and you're just like son of a bitch. Like, I guess I guess I think of it this way: is that like. If people that are picked for matches, there are reasons why they're picked for the match, you know, like they cert- they, they fit that dimension, um, yeah. you know, and, and certainly there, there probably could have been a couple times where I was picked, but like, I'm 6'2", I'm, I hover between 225 and 230 pounds, you know, 230 pounds, so like, I'm a bigger guy, you know, so like, if I were to be used in a match, I mean, it would have to be somebody like the, the size of a cane or somebody like that, that can tower over me. You know yeah. what I mean? So, I mean, a 205 match, probably not going to be on there. You know what I mean? So, mm-hmm. but that's okay. Um, there are other things besides the match on the TV that you can get picked for and you can get over. So, that's how I approach it. So, and if I accomplish my job, then it's a good night at work. Part of me almost feels like when when things, if they do eventually end up going back to normal uh, and they start traveling again and doing all that stuff, like, I feel like you're almost owed that James Ellsworth moment. It's just like, motherfucker, you've been there so many times. Like, they got to give you something where they fucking put you over and give you a run for, like, three months and then <laughs> send you on your merry way or whatever the fuck they do with those guys. Oh, well, 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 thank you for that. I mean, I, I, I still feel like, though, every time I'm there, I still have to prove why I keep coming back and why – you know, like they, they, they think I'm good enough to be there, but I can't wrestle my laurels. I can't be that guy that's okay with wearing the hot dog hat one time and, you know, call it a career. You know what yep. I mean? So each time I'm there, I think of it as a first time internship, as, a, as an interview, basically to be there. So I got to be on my game each time I'm there. So that's just that's so many times. Um, sometimes it takes that many times you know you never know so (laughs) one question i have for you is just because like i i had one of these moments myself you ever been doing something while you're like because i know that you've done a lot of stuff where you're like you have to go to the audience to do your extra work have you ever just looked into the crowd somewhere and just been like holy fuck that's so and so (laughs) and then you just kind of get like it kind of takes you a second to pull yourself back because you're just like you're, you 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 got to get used to like seeing all the, the the guys in the back and like all these people that you grew up watching and stuff like that. But the next thing you know, like you ever been out there where all of a sudden you're just like, wait a sec, because I'll tell you my experience. I looked over while I was uh, doing the fucking not Adam Rose, Ho- uh, no way Jose thing. Yes, and uh, while the ma- yeah. yeah 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 while the match was going on, I looked to my right and there's Harley from the fucking Epic Meal Time walking to his seat. I was just like, ah, that's fucking sweet. <laughs> now, now, like, like n- nobody of, like, you know, like, that celebrity and fame and stature. I'm like, I've recognized, like, people that I'm friendly with in the crowd, you know, and, like, mint, mint, I'll give that quarter second to make eye contact, but then I'm back to work, you know? So, <laughs> and, but, like, each time I'm there, you know, it's like, you know, those arenas, you look out, it's like, damn, this is a big crowd. Oh, fuck, got to do this. So, yeah. <laughs> I, 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 I can't waver on that thought too long. So I, I, um, I don't know how it was for you, but like, I remember that first time that they, uh, they sent me out the curtain. Cause I've, I've, I've been out the curtain twice. And uh, the first time they sent me out, like, I just remember, like, it almost felt like they, when you, you go out that little cubicle thing or whatever the fuck yeah, that thing is, box, that, little, yeah. that little trailer box. Yeah. And 
as soon as you step foot, it genuinely feels like you have stepped into a dream. There's no other way to explain it. Uh, but you just like, there's like this weird, like everything hits you at once. Cause like when you're in the stands, it's weird because you're like, you know, this looks a lot bigger on TV, but it's maybe not that big. It's really not that big. And the next thing you know, you're, you're running down the aisle and then you look and you're like, this is fucking huge. Yeah. How the hell did everything get bigger? Like it doesn't, it didn't make any sense to me. And then as you're like jaunting down the stage, you're just like, Oh my God, please don't trip. Please don't trip. Please don't trip. trip." (laughs) And it was like this really awkward, really weird experience. I'm like, I was telling you, like the reason why, like I was so glad I had that moment with Kofi was because it took me completely out of being nervous because I didn't know what to say to him. I'm trying to be a doctor and I'm just like, "Ah, uh, um, uh, uh, dude, I don't know what to say, but you got really dope fucking gear. That's like really detailed. And then he like turns in and then like, that was like our, and then he calmed me down. You know, um, but the, then the next time it was weird. It's it's kind of just like anything else. Like you 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 get back on, and like I, I couldn't have been more ready. Like I felt like I was just like, okay, this is mm-hmm. yeah, I'm ready to go. Like I'm a, that happened for you too? Yeah, you know, like and and like there's plenty of people there that'll help calm me down, like Kofi did. Like I'll give you this example. So last year, um, I was I was privileged enough to to be brought for WrestleMania in uh, in Jersey. Yeah. Um, to be part of uh, Batista's final match for his entrance with all the, you know, the, um, the security guards there, you know, the secret service, um, you know, and doing the run throughs, that's where I took in the experience of, you know, the, like the, the, the arenas that they have Ron SmackDown, those are huge, but this, this is another level. Um, so I, I, in, in between waiting for our rehearsals and everything, just taking in like, this is WrestleMania. This is a huge stadium. Holy fuck. Holy shit. And Batista in, in, in between us waiting, you know, said hello to all of us. And he took time to say, like, hey, guys, like, I appreciate you being here. And uh, just remember this. CM Punk got to start doing this exact same thing. So you never know where it will lead. So, what a good brother thought- to say that. That's fucking sweet. Such, such a cool thing to say. I mean, and Batista was – just awesome, you know, to, to help calm us down. Because not only, I mean, you have those nerves, certainly if you're at a Raw SmackDown or like a pay-per-view, but WrestleMania, that's, that's the top of the line. Well, this is that's what I learned. This is what I learned with Chris is that like he, Batista needed you all to be on your game because you're on his mm-hmm. team. Like if you, y'all look like shit, he looks like shit, you know? So like what a great guy and smart of him to, to catch on to that. Cause I, if I remember correctly, there was quite a lot of you guys that were dressed. There, to do that yeah. Stuff. Yeah. There were like a couple dozen um, gentlemen for that spot. And like, so when it came go time, you know what I mean? Like hanging off the, the, the escalade and getting in position, you know, for Batista to make his way down the ring. And then we get to the back and everything. And I don't think it was until we left the building that I was like, Holy shit. We were at WrestleMania. <laughs> like that, you that can literally go delayed. buy the WrestleMania DVD and go and watch you. Right. You know, it's just like that. Like, you know, like I got those nerves and like the, 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 the human element out of it. It's like, all right, time to go. And then once that wears off, it's like, wow. <laughs> that's, that's when you have time to, to, to reflect and just take in what just happened. 
dude, when, when I found out that you did that, I was so fucking happy for you. Cause I was just like, what an amazing opportunity. Like, cause that, that's, that's fucking cool. Cause like normally you would think that they would call up like, uh, NXT guys or something like that to, to do those kind of spots. At least that's what I thought anyway, because, uh, a little caveat to that story is I actually tried to get booked for WrestleMania as an extra and, and I was told specifically that they were not bringing any extras in. <laughs> Interesting. <laughs> yeah, I could actually yeah. probably, I could forward you and show you that email, which is, uh, which was like, it was weird. Like, cause like I, as soon as I found out that you did, I was just like, Oh, the motherfuckers lied to me. <laughs> <laughs> but then but I was just like, fucking right, Boone, go get him, bro. Cause I can only imagine what catering's like at WrestleMania for fuck's sakes. <laughs> you know, I, I, I will say without giving it too much away, the catering setup, at least for uh, Mania that year, probably could fit a, like a, a small independent wrestling show in there. So <laughs> <laughs> that sounds wonderful. Yeah, I, I, I still to this day, there's there's two things that I will just like randomly be going about my day. And then I'll just think about the steak that I had. There was one steak that I had in there that I was just like, I don't under, like, why are they letting me, this has got to be, a, this is probably a hundred dollar steak. Like, why are they letting me eat this? Like, and that was kind of my running joke. Cause like whenever, when I got mail from them, uh, like my check and like my fucking, uh, whatever the thing is at the end of the year, I was just like, the tax, oh. yeah. I'm like, this is just a catering bill. Like they're eventually going to figure out that like, I ate a lot of food and they're just going to fucking bill me for it. Um, <laughs> and then there was this one, uh, Christ, it was like a Alfredo chicken thing uh, that that Filipino girl made. And it was literally the best meal I've ever had in my life. And I still to this day, just like. There, there, there's, this, there's this cheese ravioli that I had uh, the first time I was booked in my hometown of Toledo. That is the best ravioli I've ever had. And I'll dream about it every so often, just like you do with that steak. Um, it's. Oh, God. <laughs> it doesn't. It doesn't make any sense like it's oh my god it was just uh, you, you you understand why those guys work so hard to get there uh and why they're happy to get to the main roster um and why some guys like you know i'm not gonna name names but like some people would be happy to show up to tv sometimes and and be cool not doing anything uh and part of me thinks that catering is like 60 percent of that reason <laughs> yeah exactly you know but those that that do you know, claw and fight their way and, and eventually become part of the main roster. It's like, again, that's time. That's top of the line, you know, production and television, catering, everything. You know what I mean? But, like, and, but the thing is too, is a lot of people don't understand how much, uh, like how, how long those days are and how much work goes in, into those days. So mm -hmm. you, you, you gotta like, they're, they're smart to invest that much money into like making sure that everybody is fed properly and that everybody's like super happy and that they can walk away feeling that they, you know, because it's, it's, if anything, it kind of adds a bit of prestige to it, like in this weird way. Cause you're just like, you're not going to eat like that good anywhere else. Like for fuck's sakes. Right. Exactly, man. You know, so I mean, nor again, are you going to get, nor will you get paid to eat that good anywhere else. Right. <laughs> exactly. You know, so anytime you're there, man, just enjoy it. But, don't 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 bring the four or five plate loads filled piled high you know what i mean exactly. pick and choose but exactly yeah so <laughs> um not to wrap up the extra talk but i do just there's a 
there's a couple of things that I just want to ask you real quick, and then I'm going to hit you with the, uh, the rapid fire questions just because uh, I, I still like doing those. Uh, they're a lot of fun. Um, but there's one thing that I'm really curious about just with everybody right now is just because you're one of the guys like me who was once a, a much larger human being uh, and you have gotten yourself into really good shape. Like you've leaned out a lot. You've lost an incredible amount of weight. Um, obviously during with uh, COVID and all that stuff, like it's, it's been difficult for people to, to maintain and to, to get into better shape, but you, you have. So like, what have you been up to for like your training? Uh, and what have you been doing as far as like your diet goes through all this stuff? So right when lockdowns happen, where gyms, everything was shut down. Um, my, my buddy, uh, Kenny Irvin, who, who's, uh, who's a young up, up, up and comer from the skull and bone school in, in Toledo. He had like a small gym set up in his, in his garage, which I lovingly nicknamed the, the dungeon. Um, <laughs> so I went over there to, you know, to, to, to do my reps and incorporate more hit cardio. And then as far as like diet, and everything's concerned. Um, uh, I've been taking more of like a low carb approach to things like now, like on a day like today, I, I train, I train legs just so I can look good for this, uh, for this podcast, you know, but, which we uh, don't show your legs, which I appreciate, <laughs> <laughs> you know, exactly. It's, it is but, the thought that counts. Exactly. But I mean, I mean, you have to up your carbs for, for legs, things like that. Um, I'm at the point now where like, I don't feel as bad, you know, if like during the week I want ice cream, I'll, I'll be reasonable about it. You know, I'm not going to get a whole big tub of, you know, Ben and Jerry's or, you know, Briars and eat the whole thing. But I mean, I'll, I'll be sensible about it. But I'll know that's going to be fuel for me to work harder, you know, to do um, my, my favorite cardio. And it, it scares away people's the Stairmaster. I'll, I'll do a half hour on it. Um, you know, and, and at one time I was able to like up the level so I can get to like 200 levels, like or 200 floors rather in a half hour. I don't do that anymore just because it, 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 it tears up your knees so bad. Yeah, yeah. So I keep it at like a medium level, maybe at 12 at the highest and just mm -hmm. keep a good consistent pace. And that's a good way for me to, you know, watch random videos on YouTube or watch, you know, matches to study up. Um, and then as far as what I eat, you know, I do a lot of eggs. Uh, lately, I've been doing a lot of lean beef. So I've been on that kick. Um, but I have some chicken that I will be cooking it when we're done here. Um, like rice, oatmeal, I do a shit ton of veggies. Like I, I buy bags upon bags of spinach. I don't really make salads of them. I take handfuls and I eat it. Yes. As disgusting as that sounds, I do that. So <laughs> now I watched <laughs> it's funny. Uh, the other day I was so bored that I watched uh, puff. He went on his Instagram live and I literally just for, no goddamn reason watched him devour an entire rotisserie chicken and a bag of spinach just like they were chips and i watched i don't know why i felt like the fucking biggest weirdo i'm like i don't know why i'm sticking around but i'm go yeah. get him puff exactly <laughs> and then the next day he was on aew so good for him yeah hell yeah man you know um but yeah you know bags of spinach um i incorporate daily greens every day i like to mix with my protein shake um i don't know how you are with that um, you know, I don't like to mix, like I don't like to mix greens with my shake. I like my, cause the thing is, is I, I usually only eat like if, if I'm good and I'm solid with my diet, uh, my, 
I eat three kind of like meals a day. It, technically, it's really only two meals, but it's like, so I have like a, a nice, good, hearty protein shake in the morning where I'll take like my two scoops of protein. Uh, I'll take a banana, but then I'll take like a, a very healthy portion scoop of all natural uh, crunchy peanut butter. And then I'll just yeah. put ice cubes and water uh, blended together and then you know, that's my drink. And then, uh, ideally, which I'm super lucky now, uh, just because before this was really, really time consuming for me. And luckily I've, uh, I've been provided an opportunity to become a, uh, an ambassador for this, uh, this company called macro foods and they're a mm. meal prep service. Uh, they're based out of Windsor at the moment. Uh, but they're opening up stores in London, which I believe in the next like couple of weeks, uh, they're opening up a store here in Waterloo. They're opening up another store in Mississauga, like in the coming weeks or a couple of months, I believe as well. Uh, but they're expanding and I've tried other meal service programs before and they, their food was just like hot garbage and uh, their, the vegetables were just like, it was like the, those bags of like shitty mixed vegetables where like the carrots are like those little tiny cubes. And it's like, that's not yeah. what a carrot is. That doesn't even make any sense. Um, yeah, yeah. But like I tried this program out and just to see what it was and just to see, you know, if it was any good. And like, it's literally one of the, like the best, like, and most delicious like meals I've had ever. And like, I, and I, I, and I mean that when I say that they're, amazing and the fact that like they are just like it's the same thing you know what i mean it's like the mm -hmm. so i'm on a kick on that right now so luckily uh my diet is going to be super super easy because of this meal prep service and if anybody is interested uh and yeah i'm using this as an opportunity to plug my shit macro www.macrofoods.ca uh and if you whatever you order other than packages, if you want to put some meal plans together, use the code big Ben 15 and get yourself 15% off. Uh, I don't make any money from it or anything. I just genuinely think it's amazing. And I want to see uh, you people eat better and, and eat cleaner and stuff like that. But uh, to get back to what you were saying, um, I, I try to eat beef and like vegetables and like a little bit of carbs, like for my second meal and then chicken and vegetables for like my last meal. And then like, ideally, again, if I'm like really hard on the diet, like I'll take like a, and a granny Smith apple and then I'll just chop it into little pieces or whatever. And then I'll dunk it into all natural peanut butter as a snack before bed. Yeah. You know, so yeah, like in the morning I'll, I'll do like a shake or if it's like a, a day where I'm training heavy, like a back or leg, that's when I'll do like, I'll do six eggs, two of them whole, a um, bunch of uh, Taco Bell fire sauce on it that you can buy from the store or little packets that you raise from Taco Bell. And then I'll do like a half cup of oatmeal with some peanut butter and cinnamon in it. Now, if it's a not, like a, like a day where I'm doing shoulders or arms, things like Then I'll do the, the protein shake. So I'll do unsweetened almond milk, um, the protein powder. Uh, I freeze bananas. So I'll, I'll throw in a frozen banana. I freeze spinach and kale. I'll throw that in with daily greens. So mm -hmm. it gives it like, I like that really thick shape consistency, not like the thin stuff. Yeah. So the more frozen stuff I throw in, that's the, like the more I'll get like that thicker, creamy goodness that I like. Yeah, yeah, because it feels like a hearty meal, like when you're drinking it, and it just it, you want to feel full, even because you're using it as a meal replacement. So you just want to make it. It don't you you want to trick your brain almost, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. You know, and then like towards the, the end of the night, that's like um, I'll I'll try to wean off my carbs there, you know. But like I'll find like low carb versions of the things I love. I love Taco Bell, so I'll make my own low carb versions of like quesadillas with like those like um, high those high fiber wraps. I don't know if they have them in Canada, but it's called like extreme wellness. So like, I'll do like that as an example, you know, stuff like that, but I'll, I'll replace my, my carbs with fats. So I'll up my fats to, to balance that out. And then 
at night, I, I have like a Tasian shake. Um, and, and, and please don't hurt me on the flavor of this. It's Cinnamon Toast Crunch flavored uh, Tasian oh. shake. Oh, brother. Oh. Why would God. I hurt you? That sounds. <laughs> oh. God, that sounds great. Yep. Is it, so, is, it that, is it made by that ghost company that makes every other delicious thing ever? No, it's actually a GNC brand, GNC Amp. Um, so it's not like Cinnamon Toast Crunch, but that's what it is. Yeah. You know, because <laughs> you know, they have like that. They have like a Reese's Puff version and like a Cocoa Puffs and I think Fruity Pebbles, I do believe. Yep. <laughs> when the borders are... open up, man, when the borders oh. open up, you're going to be you're going to be raiding those. <laughs> Dude, I'm telling you straight up that like when the borders open up, I'll probably end up seeing you cuz like I I'm straight up, I'm driving straight down to fucking Fulton's place and crashing on his couch for a weekend. Uh just to to hang out for first of all and then second so that way I can like spend some time and actually do things right. Like I want to go like I want to go like to the Targets and Walmarts and go like toy hunting and like go like to the real good places and fucking find some good coffee creamers that I can bring home so I can just be a gluttonous fat shit, you know what I mean? <laughs> Absolutely. That's, that's, that's the way why, God intended. That's why we raised, I, that's, I, I specifically put this America flag up in the background for this episode because God bless America and your coffee creamers and fat kid food goodness. And uh, it's cheap. Yeah. God damn. Oh, I, I miss America so much. All right, Boone, we're going to, uh, we're going to hit the rapid fire questions here. So um, this is one of those deals where if you want to take some time and explain your question, you can, uh, but, Keep in mind, just whatever hits you first and then just uh, whatever comes off the top of your head, all right? So you got uh, what's your favorite match that you've been a part of so far? Uh, favorite match I've been a part of? Um, just for the sake of time, um, I'll, I'll give you one. Um, me and Scott Steiner, Newfoundland, um, Legend City Wrestling about eight years ago. Um, and, and, and very quickly, uh, I'm a huge Big Papa Pump Mark. Uh, one of my favorites watching in high school growing up and for the, the chance to work with them, not once, but twice and to impress big Papa pump and Roddy Piper on that tour. Um, I, that's, I, I hold that. I hold those matches in high regard. That's amazing. Uh, especially you. cause I'm a I'm, Piper is like, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a Piper guy, dude. So that's, that's really cool. Um, who is not on TV right now, other than yourself, who should be on TV? God, so many. Um, you know what? I'll, uh, I'll, I'll say Lee Moriarty. Mm -hmm. He's killing it right now on, on, the, on the indies. I think that he's not on TV now, but he will be. Yeah, it's, it's a matter of time. That's not even a, like if. It's just it's, it's when, right? Yes. Uh, who's your favorite band? Or what's your favorite band? Or and I know some people are like, oh, well, could it be? A, what's your favorite musical artist? Maybe I need to read that. Tool. That's badass. Uh, favorite sports team? Um, I'm not a big sports person, but I will say locally, Toledo Walleyes. I'm a hockey guy. I love hockey. So seeing local hockey. Oh, dude, you 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 see you see a side of Ben Boone that uh, you you won't see. So. Bring, bring me up to a Red Wings game. I will gladly, I will bust that out too. <laughs> <laughs> but no, local hockey is the best. Like uh, I used to work at the, uh, at the John Labatt Center in London when it was called that. Now it's called Budweiser Gardens. But they have the London Knights there. And I used to literally work as an usher every single game. And it was the 
best job in the world to just stand there uh, and get paid to watch hockey and like just, oh, it was great, man. I didn't get to drink. That was the only shitty thing, but maybe it was probably for the best, you know? Yeah, I would have became right. a raging alcoholic. Um, who's your favorite opponent thus far that you've worked with? Mm. Again, so many to choose from. Um, I will say um, my original trainer, Johnny Gargano. Um, just he's even even at the time that I was working with him at Prime Wrestling PWO, um, he was on another level of where his timing, positioning, how crisp he was. Um, just he was just so good. Um, so uh, that that yeah, that that's who I would say, and I'm so happy that he's just he is the face of NXT right now. He's he's special like that's i i can't there's really no other way to explain it like i mean you can like there's a million ways to explain them but i I mean i think special is is the best one just like because everything about that guy is just like you don't understand like it it, he just this it's not a knock but like this this small petite man just like reeks of stardom like it's the most insane but good on him, man. Like he's, and, and he's, he's a good dude, you know? Yes. Uh, and that's, that's, that's big. That's, that's big thing for me personally is, uh, I've, I've, we've said this on the podcast quite a bit, but like there's like everybody out there as far as like becoming a wrestler goes, like for the most part, especially these days is good. Like, you know, like wrestling, the, the product in the ring has gotten a lot better. Um, I'm a lot more of a fan of the human being these days than I am the performer, you know? Uh, and yes. if the human being is good and the performer is good, then that's just like, that's even cooler, you know? Cause then it's fun to watch your, yes. your buddies succeed. But like, I don't care how good of a wrestler you are. If you're a piece of shit, you're a piece of shit. And that's just how I feel. doesn't mean that's how everybody has to feel. You know what I mean? But, um, I, uh, yeah, I forget where I was going with that, but I, <laughs> but you know, Anyway, uh, what's the biggest goal that you've set for yourself that you've accomplished? Um, so far, the, the, the biggest goal that I've placed was to, to be at WrestleMania. Now, I've done it. Now, i got to keep coming back, however it may be. So whether it's on screen, whether it's working behind the scenes, that, that will not be my only WrestleMania. That's, that's the goal, and that's the, where I'm at. Good for you because you just answered two questions because the next question was literally what's the next goal on your list that you need to accomplish? And that would be, that would be that. So you said that working backstage, like, has that actually become a thought for you at all? Like it has, and it's really attracted me. Um, you know, so. And now, I, and I think out of curiosity, what do you, what, which part do you find attractive? Because there's a lot of uh, moving pieces backstage. You know, I've, I've, I've come to find that that's a pretty general statement at the, uh, these days. Good, good question. And, and I feel it's, it's the talent relations side of working with talent, you know, um, helping them, helping them out with things, diffusing problems. Um, I feel, you know, pretty, pretty comfortable in that role, you know, helping leading people, you know, to get to where they need to be, whether, you know, if it's in the back, helping other extras, you know, like, all right, let's get us prepared for this. We got to go here and do that. I feel, I, I, I feel comfortable doing that. And, that, that I would be able to expand upon down the road. I think you'd be a good spot for that. Um, Thank you. Because I know that I, I know that the people that are in charge of the extras are also doing a hundred other things throughout the course of the day. Uh, it might not be a bad idea for them, especially for the amount of people that they were bringing in 
to maybe have somebody kind of designed to, to do all that stuff. It, it's, you know, it's, it's, they have coaches for everything else. Why not have a coach for these people that are just trying to learn? You know, that's actually not a, that's not a bad idea. And that's not a bad pitch. I would consider that. And if you need me to cut that from this podcast, so then that way nobody else gets that idea, I will happily do that for you. Cut that part out. <laughs> we can keep so it take in. Take our fucking <laughs> ideas, you sons of bitches. Fuck yeah. <laughs> Let Boone get that job. You heard what I said. All right, um, who are the first, like, I, I usually say five, but like just name some upcoming talent that uh, come to your head that you feel like people should watch out for that, that maybe they don't know about yet. Like the real up and comers. Like, like I'm going to use Dickie Watts, for example, just because I fucking love that kid. And I know that he's been working real hard with you guys down at uh, skull and bones. So kids like him. Yes. Yes. You know, uh, well, he, he I, I will put him number one, Dickie Watts, you know, somebody that's really come a long way, you know, getting himself, out of just doing shows in Michigan and he's, you know, he's gone to cross body, you know, and he's making waves and he's making improvements each and every time that I see him. Um, Dude, he main evented the uh, show Jason with Page, me. Eli Shelton. He main event, sorry to cut you off, but he main evented one of my shows against fucking speedball. Hell yeah. And, and he killed and it. This, yeah. And, and I'm not surprised, you know, he, of, of him killing it. And that's, that's a, that's a pretty tall order. For him to do that so and delivered so yeah hell yeah um so big facts so they're uh jason page eli shelton um you know from the area um you know they're 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 really uh tight with trey miguel and trey miguel's you know helping them get out there getting their their, their names out there too uh sam beal uh is another person who i've seen that name know, pop up quite a bit lately actually yes you know somebody that's you know he, he was training at a place and maybe not shown the right things or the right way to do things. Um, but taking that step to sign up with Skull and Bones, hanging out Trey and CK and those guys and got, getting himself in phenomenal shape and growing a fantastic moment too. Mm -hmm. um, you know, so, and um, I will say uh, uh, Billy Starks. Uh, she's a, a female wrestler from Kentucky. Um, she's now, now she's, she's not 18 yet, but I mean, she's already been wrestling for a couple of years. Um, so that I still don't know. I still don't know if he's fucking with me or not. But like, Nolan Edwards said that that's his sister. Uh, and Nolan Edwards is I, I, I like I love that kid. Like he's like one of my own for crying out loud. Do you know Nolan? Yeah. So yeah, like yeah, I, I love Nolan too. I, I've never heard that. So interesting. I don't know if he meant that as like that's like his like blood sister or if that's just like who he considers or like one of his best friends but like i remember that uh he had a match with her uh, i believe it was right before covid was going on that was like really important to him and it was something that him and i were talking about because he was just like yeah it's a brother versus sister match and i was just like oh fucking i didn't even know you had a sister but like you know it's that that kid i can't wait to get him on here and there's a reason i've been waiting to to get him on here um but and i'm sure that we'll go over that when i when i talk to him but uh sure he is one of the most fascinating fucking human beings I have ever met in my life. And I don't know if there is more raw talent potential and like the proper amount of creativeness and psychopath all put into one like little package. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. I you know, and fucking love that kid, man. And and, 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 and and I feel bad in leaving him out too because there's again there's just so many people oh, out there's there so many that are there's so many you know Nolan um, I think you know he already has a fascinating story so of 
when it comes time for more people to know who he is, you know, that story will be told and it's going to open some eyes. I truly, I truly do, do believe that. When people understand the, how do I word this? When people understand the struggles that this man has had to overcome, it is one, again, it's one of those stories that like when, if you hear about it and like, if you were to watch like a documentary on like his life and how he has gotten to where he's gotten so far, you would cry and just walk away like motivated. Cause you're just like, we are that guy. Like it's, it's the yeah. crazy. You know what I mean? Like he's, he's just, the, he's that guy. Uh, and I, and I, it's funny. I, I was about to say, like, I can't wait to get him on uh, to do this. So then that way, like, everybody can kind of get to know him a little bit more. But the funny thing is, is, like, he's probably going to bring in an audience for me at this point because that kid's just killing it right now. Like, he's uh, – sorry to steal the thunder from all the guys that you just put over no, and put it on to Nolan. You know? <laughs> but, uh, yeah, just – again, I uh, just – I love that kid. So um, what's your proudest moment that you've uh, accomplished so far inside the ring? You know, um, again, hard to narrow it down to one, but I mean, being able to um, work with some of my, my childhood heroes, people growing up and now have become peers, you know, like I mentioned, Scott Steiner was somebody that I admired, um, you know, working with and becoming friends and having a mentor such as Rhino, uh, you know, such as Zach Gowan, you know, Kevin Kelly, you know, know those guys you know and i i would say that my ultimate accomplishment is not what i've done in the ring but i'd say that it's what i've done to create the reputation that i have outside of the ring inside the business um you know and you should be proud to, of that thank you you know and, and being able to you know be you know friends with you and having friends you know with, at impact with scott Demore, uh at wwe at ring of honor i mean having those you know connections and, and friendships um, but also knowing it's like, I can't rest my laurels on that. I have to fight to make sure that I continue to be, you know, that good person to have the, the trust, you know, like, like you, Man Man Fulton and Johnny Gargano and everybody, uh, Rhino, you know, too many to, to list. Um, that's what I would say is, is my, my, my proudest accomplishment. And when it comes time for me to step away, I can go to sleep knowing that, I, at, you know, hopefully doesn't come to bite me ass knock on wood you know that i haven't done anything to piss off too many people in this business so <laughs> oh, man what's that like <laughs> <laughs> go on now what's oh, up god what's your proudest moment outside the ring like i mean i know that that was kind of an outside the ring answer but like maybe outside wrestling like if what's your uh, what, what's what's ben's proudest moment you know, um, outside the moment, I mean, I, I'll have to go back to, again, being good enough to be invited and be a part of WrestleMania. Um, that's, I consider that a huge honor. Um, I consider that a huge personal as well as a professional honor. I, I, I get that. I understand that yeah. answer for sure. And, 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 there'll, and there'll be some brothers in the business that'll be like, oh, well, you, you were just an extra. You, you know, you're, you're only on screen for two seconds. Who cares? Just to be a part of... <laughs> of the machine to be a part of the show is a grand honor in itself. You know what? And I want to add on to that real quick, just because there are some people who will be like, Oh, you were just an extra. And a lot of those people have never done it before. 
So you don't know what it's like to actually apply and do the work and be accepted to get to that. So go fuck yourself. Exactly. There's going or, to be, you know, hang on, there's, or, let me, let me, let me interrupt. Sorry. No, no, go that's ahead, okay. Ahead, I, just, I, I just want to finish this thought. There's yes. going to be other people who may be older gentlemen who would look down at that and they would just be like, oh, now you're just being a mark. You, why are you being such a mark for yourself for being happy that you got brought in as a fucking fall guy or as a fucking non guy, or you didn't even fucking wrestle, but you got paid. You're happy about that. Listen, I was literally born in 1984. Okay. When was WrestleMania one? 1984. Okay. I, I, this, this is what I was born into. Okay. Like this is, this is literally, I've never wanted anything else in my entire life than to work for the WWE or the WWF, for example. And I understand that that might sound like a markish thing to somebody, but imagine loving football so much when you're a kid. Okay. That all you wanted to do was just play in the NFL. And then next thing you know, the team that you're just happened to be a local guy for and that you've been keeping touch with, you're playing fucking like a little bit lower level ball. You know what I mean? But you're doing your best to fucking keep up. Somebody gets injured and all of a sudden that team needs a fucking guy to ride that fucking bench and literally just be a goddamn body. The Rudy story, essentially. Yeah, exactly. And then you get called in to go and dress for the NFL and dress for a game when all you ever wanted to do was be on that fucking field and then you get that opportunity and that's literally the only thing you ever wanted in your life did you get to play a game nah did you get to play it down nah did you think that would ever happen no but it did and maybe you didn't get to go as far as you wanted to maybe you didn't get to play that down maybe you didn't get to play that game maybe you didn't get that moment maybe you didn't get to be that fucking guy who fucking went on to be an all-star and go play in the playoffs and play in the super bowl and win a fucking ring but not everybody gets to there's a, a minuscule amount of fucking human beings that get to do those things and then when you scale that back there's just a, the minuscule amount of people who get to even have the opportunity to just be there. It's minuscule. And I can tell you this because it took me like 17 years. So go fuck yourself. I, I didn't, do you know what I'm saying here, Boone? Now here's Brother, the cool part I mean, for you. Now Brother, here's the cool part for you that I want to, uh, that I want to add on for you. When you got to say that that WrestleMania moment was one of the things of your life, now think of what I just said. Now that team that invited you to dress for a fucking game invited you to dress for the fucking Super Bowl. Everybody who thinks that that is anything other than the most important shit, go fuck yourself. Brother, you're a good motivator. That was a hell of a speech. I don't know what I can say that can top that. You know, there, I, I'm, I'm speechless. I got goosebumps. You know, you, you, you laid it out so perfectly and said it so well. <laughs> I just, I've had, I've had people try to tear me down for being proud of that. And dude, fuck off. Like, I was you proud know. of it. And here's the thing. 
I already know that like, I, I'm, I'm, fuck, I'll pull the curtain back. I've been told. Now I also found out that this isn't true, but I've also, I, I had one of the boys threaten me and told me I was blackballed from the company. Hey, kitty cat. Piece of garbage. It wasn't true. <laughs> but like there, there was like this, this two year gap where that happened. And then like, I found out that it wasn't true that man, like I just was like, okay, I, I just have to do me because if okay. this door is theoretically closed, okay, cool. I got there. I got to do what I wanted to do. You know what I mean? But then I just, I, yeah. I you just, you're right. You can't rest on your laurels because this is where I, I said this in a previous uh, podcast, like when all that stuff kind of happened, I learned to at that point, love the art as opposed to the letters. Does that make sense? Yes. Yes. Uh, and then once you're able to separate the two, because again, like my entire life, I just needed, to, I just needed to know if I could get there. And if I wasn't good enough, I, I, I knew that I had to accept that. I got there. Maybe I wasn't good enough. I have to accept it. You know what I mean? But now I know. And I could die knowing that I, I, I got that opportunity. So, and that's, and, and, and the thing is, again, not a lot of people get that opportunity. So uh, I, I understand exactly why you're proud of that. And uh, to anybody watching this who thinks it's, it's not something to be, uh, to be proud of, well, I feel sorry that you never got to experience that for yourself. Or I'm sorry that you've never loved something so much that you actually care about it. So that uh, sucks for you guys, I guess. Now, what's the best piece of advice that you can give somebody who wants to do what you do? And I am fascinated by this question because I'm, I'm uh, excited to hear your answer. If you really truly want to do something, whether it's to be a professional wrestler, football player, actor, doctor, just fucking do it. There's gonna be bumps along the way. There's gonna be some heartache, some hardships. Don't give up. Believe in yourself. Don't stop believing in yourself. Keep moving forward mm -hmm. and remember the reason why you're going forward on this journey, whether it's pro wrestling, whatever else that you seek out and want to do. If it falls back on you loving this, you will go far and you will love every step of the way. If you don't and you're trying to get a quick payday, you're not going to last long. So... Whatever it is in life that you want to do, just fucking do it. That's all I got to say. Simply put, but honestly, people, people overcomplicate that so much. They truly do. And there are times where things get complicated, but I mean, you just have to work through it to the best of your ability. You'll make mistakes. You will learn from it. Or I hope you'll learn from it. Mm -hmm. Things that you figure out that you do well, expand upon that. But overall, don't be an asshole. <laughs> don't be an asshole. <laughs> That's, I couldn't think of a better way to fucking wrap that up. Uh, everybody, <laughs> you can find the show on Twitter and Instagram at Big Ben AF Podcast, as well as on Facebook under the name Big Ben and Friends Podcast. You can find the show on YouTube, where hopefully you're watching it right now, just by going to YouTube.com slash big ben af podcast uh thankfully we have enough subscribers to do that now so thank you very much to everybody who has subscribed if you haven't please hit that subscribe button 
hit the like button, leave a comment. It takes no time to do all that stuff. And it genuinely helps the algorithm of this show and it helps me out. And it, again, it costs you nothing. Uh, you can find the audio version of this show on Anchor, which distributes the show to Spotify, uh, and which is where I'm encouraging everybody to go watch it or listen to it is on Spotify. So go and check that out on, uh, if you haven't, we've got amazing past episodes uh, that you can go back and watch on top of this one. Uh, if you haven't gone and watched the Madman Fulton one, who's a mutual good brother of ours, go back and watch it. Uh, he is the best and you learn so much about him that I can't recommend enough to go back and watch it. Uh, the last episode with Psycho Mike was uh, kind of, I don't know, maybe uh, we've kind of led into this where I think I feel like I'm scrapping the format because we're going, maybe we're just going Joe Rogan styles like this entire time now. We're just going to talk and we'll just, uh, I don't know. But anyways, go back, listen to all these past episodes on Spotify. You can find me personally on all of my social medias at Big Ben is Angry. Uh, you can find Crossbody Pro Wrestling and the Crossbody Pro Wrestling Academy social medias all in the same place. It's CBPW Academy. You can subscribe to the Crossbody Pro Wrestling YouTube page, which is youtube.com slash Crossbody Pro Wrestling Academy, where we have uh, approximately uh, over 30 uh, showcase shows where you can see kids like Dickie Watts, where we were just talking about. You can actually go and watch Dickie Watts and Blake 182 wrestle Speedball, Mike Bailey, and Veda Scott in that main event that we were talking about before, which was a fantastic, fantastic show. It was one of the later ones, uh, so it shouldn't be that hard to find. Um, and there's also a lot of other content on there. There's a, there's hell. We got Josh Alexander versus rich Swan on there. Go watch it. You know what I mean? Uh, you can also find us on independentwrestling.tv. Use the code crossbody to get five free days and just go watch. Um, you can actually watch both of, uh, Ben Boone's, uh, Kitchener matches, at least anyway, the YouTube ones that we did for the, uh, taco fest. You can go watch on YouTube. A lot of fun those shows were. Uh, last but not least, you can support Crossbody Pro Wrestling and our amazing wrestlers and our staff by heading to prowrestlingtees.com slash crossbodyprowrestling where all of the proceeds of the shirt sales get split between the wrestler and our incredibly working hard production staff and the, the guy who designed our t-shirt. So there's a bit of a split there. Everybody gets it. Company takes no money whatsoever. And you know what? Lastly, I just want to throw in as well one more time. If you're looking for a meal service plan and you're within the Ontario region, hit up www.macrofoods.ca use the code bigben15 get yourself 15% off of everything that is not packages so get yourself all the individual meals save yourself your money uh, some money rather anyway uh, and and get healthy get lean and do so at an affordable cost and eat well while you're doing it you know uh, Boone where can we find you on all of your socials all right um, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Benjamin Boone one, like the number one, uh, you can buy fantastic t-shirts like the one that I'm wearing. If you're, if you're listening to the audio version, you'll just have to envision it, but you can visit prowrestlingtees.com slash Benjamin Boone, find all my bachelor big bear designs there. I'm on Three, cameo. 347 wonderful designs to choose from ladies and gentlemen. He is a G. <laughs> Sorry, you're on Cameo. Yes, exactly. And I'm on Cameo. So, yes, yeah, uh, that's all right. I'm on Cameo. So, if you want a personal bachelor pad session, if you want me to tell your girlfriend, wife, how wonderful she is because you can't, throw me some money and I will gladly do that for you. <laughs> Fair enough. Go on now. <laughs> what a service. <laughs> What a service. Fuck yeah. <laughs>
That's going to wrap it up for this episode of the Big Ben and Friends podcast. I am your host, Big Ben Ortmans. This is The Bachelor, Benjamin Boone. Thank you very much for coming and doing the show, brother. I can't fucking tell you how much enough I love you and uh, respect you, and I can't thank you enough for everything that you've done for me, and uh, I can't wait to see you again once the borders open up. Uh, And to you watching, thank you very, very much. We couldn't do this shit without you, so I appreciate it. Uh, I hope you've enjoyed this episode, and we will see you on the next one. Peace.